When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Daily Beach. Thank you, John Katz. for reporting that Chris Licht, the guy running CNN after Jeff Zucker. That Licht is in big trouble, too. In fact, many of the CNN talent call Licht dead man walking. Well, he lied anyway. He said he was going to, you know, big stop, and they're going to go towards the middle, and blah, blah, blah. It's the same crap every day. Same crap. They fired Don Lemon. Big deal. It's the same crap. Donald Trump. Let's beat up Donald Trump every day. That's all they do. So I will shed no tears if the Daily Beast is right and Chris Licht is gone because tired of it. I'm tired of it. And if you hate Trump, that's fine. Let me read this headline to you. Maybe you won't hate Trump so much. You ready for this? Kamala Harris is a Biden fall away from being in the Oval Office. So just when you thought you hated Donald Trump, that's Michael Goodman who wrote that. He's a genius. Just when you thought you hated Trump, how does Miss President Kamala Harris sound to you? I sound good? If it does, you're a moron. With that said, here he is, the man who authored that piece. He's on Weekly now because he's great, my friend Michael Goodwin. When I saw that a couple of days ago, my wife Danielle and I, we saw that, Michael. We laughed, and then we were terrified. It's both. Right. That's it, Sid. Uh, you know, I, I, elsewhere in the piece, I used the phrase, uh, one banana peel away. Yeah, um, I mean, it, right? I mean, Biden Biden does a header, and Kamala's in the uh, Oval Office. Jeez. I mean, what? You know, we're very close. We've been this close, of course, all along, ever since uh, they they were sworn in in January of twenty one. Uh, here we are. Uh, the president seems to be falling more often now. Um, and if you watch that fall that he took at the Air Force Academy last week. There was something, yes, he, he says there was a sandbag, um, you know, holding down the microphone or whatever, a weight, uh, and that they, he tripped over that. But if you look at the whole thing, when his left foot hits the sandbag or something, you can't quite see what it hits, his right leg doesn't really react. I mean, so he falls like a sack of potatoes. Yep. I mean, there's no real resistance from mm. his body. And he lands, I think, mostly, it looks like, on his elbow or something. But he's clearly, uh, you know, somewhat incapacitated in his walking, his gait. I mean, so what diseases does he really have? What is his cognitive uh, situation? Because the White House clearly wants to hide him. They won't give, there'll be no testing of his mental acuity that will ever be released. Uh, they clearly intend to hide him as much as possible 
from the media and from the public during the campaign. I mean, when you look at these scripted events, they are he's almost like he's wheeled out, put in front of a microphone and then wheeled away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not a president in the full sense of the word. And then you read these things that he works four or five hours a day. We know he's constantly in Delaware at one of his two houses there. We you know, the fact that the Secret Service uh, will not release who visits him there. I mean, it's like this great black blob (laughs) that we don't we can't pierce. And why? What are they hiding that we can't know about him that would that would destroy him if we knew it? I mean, that's the only way to interpret this incredible amount of secrecy and seclusion. My wife, Danielle, always brings this up. I think it's a great point, Mike. We see these public polls, right? He's on TV. He's making a speech. He's at an academy. How many times do you think Joe Biden falls that we don't see? I mean, right. I mean, just think about that. He must fall twice as much when he's not on camera, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, on, on the way back from the, the Air Force Academy, he bumps his head coming That's out right. of Air Force One or us the helicopter. I forget which, but he bumps his head. And so this idea that he is fully functional, I mean, that's what the White House would have you believe. But as time goes on and we see him, uh, that's less and less credible. And so the significance, of course, is not only is Kamala Harris waiting in the wings uh, to play with the the, the uh, nuclear football, uh, but you also have him asking for four more years. I mean, so not just finishing this term, which would be – up through November of next year, but to start four more years after that? I mean, is That's that insane. really yeah. possible? Until he's 86 years old, he's already physically declined to the point he can barely walk up and down a stage, 86 years old. But this is how sick the Democrats are in their everyday call to beat Donald Trump. They still feel like this guy can do it. He's the only guy that can do it. RFK can't do it. Uh, Newsom can't do it. He's the guy. And I have to tell you this. I saw a poll just last week, Michael Goodwin, where 40%, 40 of Americans believe Joe Biden is doing a good job. I'm going to ask you, tell me one thing. I know. Tell me one thing that has improved under Joe Biden since he took over for Donald Trump. One. You know, uh, that reminds me of, of a line said that uh, goes back to uh, Nixon when, when he uh, wins, wins one of his elections in the, uh, the second election in a landslide. And, and there's a, a, a writer in New York. I, I, for, I forgive me for the name uh, because it's so long ago. But she says, that's funny. I don't know a single person who voted for him. Uh, <laughs> That's true. In Manhattan, probably nobody voted for him. But the same with Biden. I would like to meet one of those 40 percent. I'd like to find a person. I've never met a person who says Joe Biden is doing a good job. Now, they may say I prefer him over Donald Trump or I prefer him over Ron DeSantis. But that's different from saying he's doing a good job. I approve of his job performance. On what basis could you possibly approve of his job performance? 
I mean, it, it, it befuddles the mind, which calls into question, you know, voters' knowledge and also the polling system. Yeah. I mean, really? Forty yeah. percent of the public yeah. thinks 40%? he's doing a good job? And then you've got, uh, I know you knew Jimmy on the great writer, a sure. legend. So he's got a kid. He's got a bunch of kids. But his son, Kevin, has befriended me. He's a great guy. I love Kevin Breslin. And for some reason, he's having this love affair with RFK Jr. We know, of course, yesterday was the 55-year anniversary that Bobby was murdered in a hotel room. And his kid, Jr., is running. And he is getting upwards of 20%, but he's still getting destroyed in that race. I mean, he's got no chance of winning that, even with Biden the way he is, right? Well, that that would seem to be the case right now, Sid. And I and I do think that uh, should he overcome the Biden hurdle uh, in some way, I think there would still be resistance just because beyond his name, you, you've got to get a fix on Robert Kennedy Jr. But but you raise a, a fascinating point because he uh, Kennedy is getting somewhere uh, in around 20 percent of the Democratic vote in most polls. But. The Democratic Party, again, back to hiding Joe Biden, uh, will not allow any debates in this in the Democratic race for president. So what they've effectively done is say, you shall not challenge Joe Biden. You will not be on the same stage with Joe Biden. You will never get a chance to debate Joe Biden. We're going to hide Joe Biden. We're going to protect him. Now, I think this is a big disservice, because when you look at where the Democratic Party is now and where it's going, uh, only about 35, 38 percent of Democrats tell pollsters they want Biden to run again. So if, if that holds, if they don't think Biden is fit to be president for a second time, he can't win the election. By the same token, if they're afraid that when he's trotted out on stage with a Robert Kennedy, he would fall flat on his face or say something incredibly stupid or reveal himself to be utterly incompetent, uh, then you're sunk too. I think the Democratic Party has to allow debates, even if it's just one time. I think they have to show that Joe Biden is competent and fit and ready for four more years. Otherwise, I think Democrats are not going to show up for him in the general election. Now, of course, as we were talking, many of them will vote the party. Uh, Roger Ailes once said to me about, you know, one of his shows, he said, I could put a dead raccoon on there and I would get the same ratings <laughs> that CNN gets. True, right? true, true. I mean, that's, just, that's the sort of thing about, I, I, I think, with the Democrats now, they're going to get a certain percentage of the vote, just as Republicans will. It's in that 40, 42 percent. But how do you capture the independents? How do you win the, a majority of the electoral college? That's where your candidate makes a difference. That's where your operation makes a difference. And I think right now there are too few people in the Democratic Party who believe Joe Biden is ready for four more years. And so I think the party has to have debates to prove to those voters that Joe Biden is ready. And if he can't have the debates, 
then that says to me they know he's not ready. And they know he can't go on the same stage, even with Robert Kennedy. Now, imagine if it were an open primary. Imagine if Gavin Newsom and Christy Whitmer from uh, Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan, Michigan were to yeah. run. I mean, then how would Biden do? Oh, so God, they've got to hide him. Yep. They're You're hiding right. him. Well, excellent job. As always here, Michael Goodwin, New York Post. Love having him on. About two minutes to go. I want to move from national to local you know my relationship with the mayor, Eric Adams. In fact, we were just at Gracie Mansion, my wife and I, Wednesday night for Jewish Heritage Month. And Eric actually put on a very, very good speech. But this uh, latest idea, as ridiculous as it gets with the migrants, this is really, this is where he's gone completely crazy. He's asking people like you and I, Mike, to take a couple of migrants home like they're stuffed animals. Is he nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your country. <laughs> What's your word for cucumber? <laughs> and by the way, not only is it is it insane, as, as you made a couple of very funny jokes, and just the, the liability, too. What happens if I take one of these people home and, in fact, they turn out to be some crazed uh, criminal? I'm not saying uh, the majority are. They're probably very, very good people to quote Donald Trump. But what if that happens? What about the liability? Well, and, and Sid... As we've discussed before on this issue, my problem with the way Eric Adams has approached it is that where's the limit? Where's when does it end? Tell me what's the finite number that New York will be responsible for, because in a sentence, New York is responsible because of the right to shelter. So where's the limit? And until you can give me a limit, uh, I think you're crazy for entertaining all of these ideas, because it, you, whatever you will come up with, as we have seen so far, you will be swamped by the next wave that's coming in bearing more. And the border is still open. And so I saw the other day when, when he uh, made this announcement, I read the transcript of his announcement about this, you know, getting the, the churches as well as uh, churches and synagogues, as well as uh, individual homeowners, uh, he, he attacks Republicans for not having immigration reform, which is a red herring, and he sort of blows off FEMA for not helping with aid. But that's it. Not a word about the border. It's the border, stupid. You've got to seal the border before you can begin to tackle the long-term problems of having these people here. 100%. And secondly, I, I, and secondly, he and Hochul are doing this. They are talking about work authorization papers as though these people are going to be here permanently. They are here, 99% of them, on an asylum claim. He calls them asylum claimers. They're here temporarily. Now, that temporarily may turn out to be six or seven or eight years, but at some point they will be turned down for asylum because they don't fit the definition, and they will be subject to deportation. They don't talk about that. They talk as though they're here forever. Now, that may be a practical reality, but you cannot legally erase the fact that they are not here legally except for their asylum claim and that they are subject to deportation. The mayor and the governor have perverted this and erased the line between legal and illegal hmm. by wanting them to work. No, no, that's, the again, the wrong idea, yep. Yep. which will only 
which will only exacerbate the of problem. Of course, and incentivize more of these people to come here. They'll be home Absolutely. right now. And be, exactly as long right. As the border is open. Come That's to right. New York, you can work, you can live. That's with exactly you right. With your friends on Park Avenue. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's got to call out Biden, Mayorkas, all those people, which he kind of does, but not really. Hey, Mike, you're great. I can't tell you, you coming on every week now has been a major, major boost for my show. So thank you so much. Another great appearance. You be well. My pleasure. Thank you very much. My man, Michael Goodwin, New York Post, another great job.